because you look like a monster fucked an avocado. Like, that's what took so long. Get out of here with that. This is the Epic New Podcast. Two idiots and a list. Where you're going to get two idiots and a list. And now, coming to you live from Circle Avenue Studios, your hosts, Nick Vasolo and Kirik McMillan. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Two Idiots and a List. You have one idiot and another idiot, and ne'er the twain shall meet. Hey, help keep us growing by shouting us from the mountaintops. Literally, climb the nearest hill and start yelling, please. Uh, We would like to welcome Poland, Costa Rica, and South Korea to the game. I am here, as always, with my partner, Nick Vasolo. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us again for our funny little podcast over here. Today's band is a band that comes to us as a request from one of our members on our Facebook group. If you're interested in uh, joining that Facebook group, you can just search under two, the number two idiots and a list. And a list. Coming up, electric loose. <laughs> We're talking about the cars. came in and, and uh, Kira hit me with this like hey man somebody requested the cars immediately I thought to myself oh yeah cool man I didn't even think of that that's a cool band they were seminal I, I, I mean, this was an early 80s band that just encompassed a lot of our radio time when we were young I really like the cars I do too and I like totally forgot about them because <laughs> they're not like anywhere rolling through their albums I was like especially that first album there's like nine songs on that album. Six of them are solid hits. Oh, yeah. And the other three aren't bad. I didn't recognize them, but it wasn't like they were throwaways. They're, well, they're self-made, right? That band, they, they got that first record deal off of a, uh, a demo tape with like three songs. And the first song was that hip. What was the hit that came off of it? The first one. But I think Just What I Needed was the breakout one. So okay. it was a demo that went to a Boston radio station. And the, the woman, I believe, there that, that ran that six to nine block uh, would play it all the time. It would be in heavy rotation. And people would keep on calling for it. And they're like, and they had like a bidding war of like their, their selection of labels to go to. And because they're like, if you can make this work off a demo tape, let's go. And uh, they went with Electra. Flew over to London and recorded that album in six days. Wow. Elliot Eastman, the guitarist, said he laid down all of the guitar work in a day and a half. That's crazy. That's good work. Yeah, but they were a touring band in throughout Boston. And so they had been playing those. It's a lot like The Doors. Like, they had been playing the same songs for, you know, a year and a half. And they're like, let's go record this. And they're like, shit, we know how to play this. We'll do it in a set. We'll do it in an hour and a half. And they, they kind of did that. Right. And it was a, it's a banger fucking album, man. Well, and I think what made these guys so unique and 
probably left the impression that they did on us is they kind of were the headwaters of where 70s guitar rock and 80s synth pop met. Yep. And they were certainly on the cutting edge of that synth pop sound. Yeah. Everything before that was all Hammond keyboards and piano and... American New Wave. Right. And these guys just took it to a different level. And that's what made it so unique. You know, and these keys were not like terribly in depth. Oftentimes, single notes being played. That's always the cool thing about a car song. Number one, within the first three notes, you know exactly the band, right? You know, because they're they're very distinguishable because they're using like those very simple keys. Rick Ocasek's voice is, you know, it's unique. It's unique. This he's got no business singing songs <laughs> at all. He's a terrible singer. It's pretty rough. It's all Benjamin Orr is a great vocalist. Great vocalist. Benjamin Orr is their bass player. Uh, he met Rick Ocasek in Cleveland in, I believe, the early 70s. Ocasek's originally from, I think, Baltimore. Yeah. Moved to Cleveland because his father did something with NASA. Ocasek met up with Benjamin Orr. They eventually relocated to Boston in 1976, and that's where the band really formed was in Boston. Yeah, when they signed with Electra Records and they went across the pond to do the recording, also another thing that really kind of like tipped them over the edge is that they paired up with, or they they were assigned the producer, um, Roy Thomas Baker. Right. Who who was doing all Queen stuff. All the Queen stuff. He's responsible for Bohemian Rhapsody. This guy was no slouch. Oh, no. No, no, no. And he did their first four albums, and it, you, it... his secret weapon is the way he layered all their vocals. Yeah. And so you have these chorus of backing vocals that is really a signature sound of the cars, and it's really awesome. That's why their songs are so, so awesome. Right. I, really, I, I really enjoy the shit out of this. Oh, yeah. They're my, my earliest memory of this band, uh, we've talked about my older sister having uh, influence on my music. She had the Cars debut album in her record collection. So that this is kind of one of my early memories from this band is with her. But it didn't stop there. I mean, they, they had tons of radio play, a lot of big hits. They had some huge videos. Uh, it was the, this is a fun band. I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, that's where I picked them up on MTV. It won't surprise anybody to know that the, the one of the very earliest video memories I have is "Shake It Up." It was in heavy rotation, yep. and it was just such a weird, different video. And the song was really good, very catchy. Yeah, and we'll get into that in a little bit of why it was so good. Yeah. Let's 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 uh, let's fuck it. Let's get into it. We can do that. Well, I think you kicked it off last time, so why don't I kick it off this time? Go ahead. My honorable mention for this band is Magic. This is my number four, so go ahead. All right. Summer, it turns me upside down. (laughs) The lyrics are just, they're never there. Like, there's there's like one or two songs where the lyrics are like, oh, yeah, okay, I get you. Everything else is just like, he's just saying words. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of depth here. Yeah. It's like a (laughs) merry-go-round. Great slappy bass line in this song. And a great guitar solo. Like, it's a, it's. This is a good tune. Let me tell you something about these guitar solos. The the cars, to me, are awesome 
because every single song, the guitar solos are fucking awesome. Yeah. Elliot Eastman is a way underserved like rock guitarist god of the 80s. Like, nobody knows his name, but so he went on this, like I, I read an interview with him and he's like, you know, a lot of guys my age, you know, they came up with Clapton, they came up with Page, you know, he's like, then they do blues, blues solos and the key of the song. And it was cool, but that wasn't my thing. I'm a Berkeley trained musician. He's a jazz guy. So you listen to his solos and he doesn't play a blues progression. He plays jazz through the song and matches his notes with the solos. It's really, he's fucking great. Yeah. I like his solo in this. I think it's, I think it's slick. And it's a feel-good song, you know, super poppy. It's got great backing vocals. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like when you hear the ear, like the the, the bubbling keyboards come in, <laughs> and, and then they kind of shock you into this song. And then there's Rick Ocasek with this shitty voice that should never work, but it does. It like, does. he makes it work. Yeah. Like, the, the way, the reason why it's, it's a big song for me, it's my number four. It's, of course, the video. When the video came out in 84, 85, I was a 14-year-old kid, 13, 14-year-old right. kid. And here I see this really tall, lanky, super nerdy dude with a rock band. <laughs> and I, I identify with that because I was really tall, really gawky, super nerdy. <laughs> no, not at all. All right, man. Hey, if he can do it, like he looks cool in that video, right? He, he walks on water. Yeah, it's awesome, man. The, uh, the video was shot at the Hilton family home in yeah. Beverly Hills. That's right. And they had a plexiglass platform under the surface of the water in the pool. And apparently it collapsed the first time he stepped on it. I can only, I don't know if it was him that stepped on it, but I, if there was video footage of Rick Ocasek going on this thing, <laughs> just fucking crashing through it. Crashing through it? Chris, he was just standing up with the water's probably with his knees. <laughs> be a great outtake. <laughs> All right, what's your honorable mention? Uh, so I've got two honorable mentions here. The, the first one is a kind of a, we already touched on it, the hello again. It's the it's the opening song to Heart uh, Heartbeat City, their breakout, like their big album in '84, and it starts with "Hello." Oh, I love the way it starts. <laughs> and, Hello again. And the uh, the breakout, uh, the breakdown is when he goes into that electric. <laughs> <laughs> Just play it. It's you can't do it justice. No. Garrick and I always have a fun time though. Whenever we're just when there's a dull, dull moment in the conversation, one of us inevitably will go electric. <laughs> Loose. <laughs> electric. I love it. So I think this is the video that was directed by Andy Warhol. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, and Andy Warhol is actually in it. I think I'm right about that. It's uh, it's it a, wasn't a great video. It's a super frenetic energy in this yeah. song. A lot of bouncy keys. There's nothing great about the song. It's just it's poppy. It's it's fun. Yeah, like yeah, they're a fun band. Yeah. 
My other uh, honorable mention is uh, Tonight She Comes. Sometimes it passes through me Just like a breeze She gives me a reason only find that off their greatest hits album which was packaged up in 1985 you know it's another good sign when your label says you know what we're gonna follow up heartbeat city which sold four million albums in 84 right 18 months later like we're gonna repackage up the greatest hits album and do like and they sold six million albums yeah yeah so the thing they were probably they were trying to do is like hey we got these young kids with heartbeat city they probably haven't heard the old stuff let's package up a greatest hits thing and that's probably what happened could be or they saw the writing on the wall between or and and okasic and i think things were kind of falling apart after that Heartbeat City album. Heartbeat City, Mutt Lang, by the way. That's right. Yeah, as a matter of fact, this was the album that he had to say no to Def Leppard for. Def Leppard came to him and was like, we're ready for hysteria when we get off this tour. And he's like, I'm already booked, guys. And of course, Rick Allen loses his arm and like two years later, he's like, ready now. (laughs) You guys ready? (laughs) We're going to have to redo some things. Sliding doors moment in history. (laughs) What would it have been? All right, that brings me to my number five. And my number five is It's All I Can Do. This is Benjamin Orr on vocals. Mm-hmm. This is my number three, by the way. I mean, I think we're going to double it. That's all right. That's we might okay. have a short show here. <laughs> That's all right. Well, why don't you take this one? No, no, no. Go ahead. All right. It's only my number three. <laughs> uh, to me, the drums are what make this song unique. They shift from a syncopated rhythm in the verses to this sort of standard 4-4 beat in the choruses. Mm-hmm. There's a single keynote that kind of bends through the choruses. I really like Benjamin Orr's voice. I think he's got a a tonal quality that obviously when you compare him to Rick Ocasek, it's night and day. And this one had a little more depth to the lyrics. And once in a night I dreamed you were there, I canceled my flight from going nowhere. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) It may not be Shakespeare, but, uh, but I like it. Yeah, no, it was good. It's a nice, it's a lazy tune. Yeah. Right? It starts off really lazy, and then he swings into this really easy groove with the drums and, and the, the keys that are really kind of just like a soft, there's not a hard edge to them, it's just kind of like, uh, it's another, it's a great poppy tune. Right. One critic said they recycled the just what I needed hook, mm-hmm. and there's some validity to that. Yeah. I'm not sure I would say that they completely regurgitated it, because it, 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 they are two different songs, but there there is some similarities. Yeah. All right, what you got for number five? All right, I got number five. I got Let's Go from the Candio album.
you've sniped me here, and you've sniped me all the way to the all top. All the way to the top? All the way to the top. So why don't yeah. we table that one, and we'll, right. we'll tackle it when we get to well, our number ones. How about this? Okay. Uh, it's, the only reason it's a number five is because of the story I have attached to it. Okay. And then you can get into the, why, the whys and the where. Well, then we'll just take it now. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> the other reason, I, I have this, this image burned in my mind, and every time I hear this song, as soon as I put it on, I'm like, oh, shit, I remember that. So we have a friend of ours that when I was a senior in high school, I lived out in a, a different town than the rest of my mates. And and so half of my brother's friends were back from college, and he and his girlfriend were going to come pick us up to go into a party in, in Elmhurst. His girlfriend was insane, like <laughs> really crazy insane. So I have, you know, my girlfriend is in the back with me, um, and this this song came on. The girl in the front ripped the knob off of the volume thing, just jacked it straight through the roof while this song is playing, and she's like out the fucking out the fucking sunroof. She's singing like in my face. She's cannonballing us with the, the whiskey bottle and joint. She's going back and forth, and she's like, "Let's go!" She's singing the whole fucking and like I. I that was normal for me. I just knew her, and I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, let's go, let's go. <laughs> my girlfriend next to me is like watching all this go on. I'm like, oh, what, what have I gotten into here? Oh, and my. Our buddy who's driving the car is just sitting there coolly with the cigarette dangling out of his mouth, just like, watch the show, boys. Just watch the show. <laughs> just sit back and go awesome. for a ride. <laughs> it's like, so that song and that moment are always like in my brain. It's so funny. Uh, I, I love this tune. This is um, another Benjamin Orr song. Uh, this is off Candio, which was their second album. It was the biggest hit off of Candio. Quick comment on their album covers. They've got some cool album covers. Yeah. Uh, I think the the Cars debut album with the woman mm-hmm. with her arm sort of over her forehead uh, against the steering wheel laughing and her lipstick is really red. It's That's an iconic yeah, it is. album cover. Yeah. That'd make like a cool you know wall art thing. Uh, Candio was uh, like a woman in a fishnet something or other. It was drawn by a Playboy artist. That's right. Uh, and the rest of their album covers were kind of cool, too. This was the 100th video played on MTV. I did not realize that. I like to drop these on you every once in a while. <laughs> You're digging deep on that one. <laughs> the song is about a 17-year-old girl's interest in the nightlife. She says, let's go. And the simplicity of this song and its lyrics are what works for me. Yeah. It just has that sort of, hey, it's it's Friday night. Let's go. And it's not let's go get destroyed on, on booze. It's let's oh, go. Let's go out and have fun. Now, she may be. That's not what this chick was all about. <laughs> <laughs> well, that may, be, that may be their thought in their mind of the end game here, but it doesn't come through in the style yeah. or the, the way the song is sung or the lyrics. It's just, I like the nightlife, baby. Let's go. Okay. And the and the, uh, the keyboards that kind of like do the the, the scale crawl while the, the chorus is yeah. going on. It's really cool. Yeah. And I'm not one for like hand clapping in a song. It works here. Yeah, man. They, it's fun. Yeah. They got that idea for the hand claps and Let's Go from a 1962 song by the Routers called Let's Go Pony. You 
you know, they did that a lot, especially like on things like Just What I Needed and My Best Friend's Girl. They go back to these rockabilly roots. Yep. Like my, my Best Friend's Girl is very rockabilly. Yep. And that finger picking style that Elliot Eastman uses on that one. And, and, a, and a lot of other, you know, they take a lot from almost the doo-wop early rock and roll sounds of like the early 60s and they just kind of put it through their modifier put it through their synths put it through their um kind of new wave uh like new wave glass of it and sure like, this is what you get and eastman said in that interview he's like the best thing that you can hope for in a rock and roll band is to add another link to the chain yeah it's like had you did you move music forward a little bit and argue and inarguably the cars certainly did Right. They, they did. Right. They, they have a great sound and they, they definitely moved it forward. And you can see a lot of people taking influences from them. You know, even the killers who sure. I think that who's that guy, the, the, the Brandon, Brandon uh, Flowers. Yeah. He's the guy that inducted them into the Hall of Fame. And that's what he said. He's like, I listened to these are the only band I wanted to listen to. Yeah. Because they were just different from everybody else. They were great. Yeah. They were. All right. You sniped my number. My three is, my four is gone and my three is gone. So I think we're at four. I think, all right. So my number four is Bye Bye Love. <laughs> always it's some other guy great imagery it's just a broken lullaby i just i always thought it was I, those these words the, the lyrics when i actually read them i'm like that's not what i was saying <laughs> no I said, I, it's just a fucking alibi that's what i thought it was too <laughs> that's right yeah. it's just a fucking alibi i read it i'm like oh wow that's what they're saying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah the mind of an adolescent male <laughs> I do like it when Orr screams. Substitution, that's confusing. <laughs> yeah, right? That's a good that's a that's good energy. I like that. You think you're so illustrious, you call yourself intense. Yeah. I, the, the the lyrics in this song are awesome. It, well, it's like they're they're that's their proggy style coming out. Uh, they had a proggy album, their third album, I think, Panorama, in 1980, in between Candio and Shake It Up, and it just was just awful. Oh, it felt terribly <laughs> it flat. It was just awful. And when I was listening to their catalog, I cruised through that, and I'm like, ugh, I don't know any of this, and I don't want to know any of this. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. I mean, when they're, listen, when the cars got it right, they got it really, really right. Yeah. And they got it right a lot. When the cars got it wrong, it fucking blew. Yeah. yeah we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a great keyboard solo in Bye Bye Love halfway through that's mm-hmm. that's good. When he, when he gets into that mass confusion inside your head thing, what they've done is they've taken the second verse and used it for the third verse. They just repeated it. Yeah. So they have a three-verse song that they only wrote two <laughs> verses to, and the third verse, he just he just yells. Well, not a lot of words rhyme with orange. <laughs> Especially orangey. <laughs> orange or purple. <laughs> 
All right. right. Your number three was It's All I Can Do, correct? Yep. All right. That brings us to our fantasy concert lineup. I love it. Let's get it. I love this. All right. I have, uh, I had a little trouble with this. So I've got one that's definitive. Okay. And that one that's definitive that just felt like it would fit like a glove is Devo. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Just the the style of the keyboards, the yeah. style of the sort of post punk progressive mm-hmm. everything. Just yeah. that seemed like it. They're a little further out on the edge than the cars right. were, in right. as far as the progressions go. But yeah, right. So this next one, I'm going to let you pick, and I'm going to give you two options. I love it. Your first option is the fix. Oh, stop right there! <laughs> stop the presses. Well, you haven't heard the second option yet. But red skies at night. Saved by zero. Yeah. One thing leads to another. They're all good. So Are we doing the fixed pod? You <laughs> we do a pod within the pod. Well, there you go. <laughs> the second band that you can pick from is Wang Chung. No, out. <laughs> Although Wang Chung probably has one of like if I had to make my top ten list of like early eighty songs, everybody Wang Chung tonight, right? Love it. So these guys opened for the cars on their initial tour. When Wang Chung started out, they opened okay. for the cars. Dance and, All Days is a good song. Oh, hell yeah. It is. <laughs> so is so is To Live and Die in L.A. Oh, yeah. I love that, too. Great movie. Great. We ever see the movie? Yeah. Oh, man. I love that I didn't like the song, though. The, to Live and Die in L.A. I didn't like the song. No, Fix is by far fix the winner. I love the, the fix. The Fix is in? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My brother's going to fucking fall off his couch again, because all I did was give him shit for listening to The Fix, and it, secretly I really liked the band, but I couldn't let him know that. It was great. <laughs> fix was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right. Who do you That's got? Good. So uh, maybe I get, okay, so maybe I got one that, that you'd be interested in. So we have the cars for sure, and then I want to bring on the English beat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Save it for later. Mm. 
Yeah. Tenderness. Oh, hell yeah. And, and I, I did not know the name of this song, but it is them. It is March of the Swivelheads. Most people will know it as the music that is played while Ferris Bueller is running back home. Ah. Modern English, or the, the English beat, they're awesome. Modern English was good too, but yeah, they were. that's a different band. It is. And then I searched for a band that was kind of, well, right in the same vein as the Cars. And I think I found one, and uh, they're just, to me, they're just a little bit cooler, a little bit more LA, but they didn't last very long. And it's the Plimsolls. I don't know the Plimsolls. Oh, you know the Plimsolls. <laughs> a million miles away. That's the oldest story yeah. in the world, yes. right? Yes, they're, yes, yes. they're like a proto-material issue. Love the Plimsolls. <laughs> <laughs> then the Plimsolls it is. Great show. Uh, hell yeah. I think put both of ours together. I think right now we got something. Now you got a good festival. Mm. I don't have to sit through fucking Boston and Florida. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, I just couldn't get into Like, those bands were always around, but I just couldn't get into them. Like, this was more my jam. Like, because these are fun songs. Yeah, they are. Like, I... I get it. Like it's rock. I want to know who love is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't want that anymore. <laughs> All right. My number two is Drive. You can't go on thinking nothing's wrong. What the Who's gonna drive you home? Who's gonna pick you up when you fall? All right, you snipe my first one. Then you take it. This has got John Mudlang all over it. It sure does. Yeah. Piercing drums, real hollow out um, vocals. I just love the mood. When I hear the first. The, the drum come in and the, 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 the keys come in. I'm like, I'm settling in. This is a great song. Oh, it's just a great song. It's perfect. Uh, the effect they have on the backing vocals yes. is really cool. It's like a waterfall y yeah. type of thing. It's sort of yeah. ethereal sounding. Mm-hmm. Also sung by Benjamin Orr. Yes. Yeah, he did their best work. He did. I mean, he did. He did. But I don't know if like Benjamin Moore. Uh, <laughs> Painting <laughs> Benjamin, the world. Benjamin Moore paints the world. If Benjamin Moore like sung magic, would have been as good. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Now I think they fit. You know where they put Okasik worked and where they put Orr worked. Yeah. Uh, and I Okasik wrote the majority of the music, so you can't do it without him. But yeah, I I, I think they dropped Orr in in the right songs, and the rest you know was good. The video for Drive was directed by the actor Timothy Hutton. Yes. And features a young Paulina Poroskova. That's where they met. Which is where they met Mm -hmm. and later married. 
and got divorced, and then he fucked her out of the will. Uh, so there's some interesting <laughs> things about Okasik and his marriages. He's he's been married three times. Three times. Had two sons with each wife. It's a Phil Collins type of story. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and they were not young guys when they hit big in no, 78, 79. They no. were like mid early 30s. So he's got six kids with three women, all of them boys. He disinherited two of them before Oof. his death. Disinherited? Disinherited were they two of Paulina his sons. Were Paulina Porskova's kids? I believe they were from his first wife. Mm. There was no details behind it, but he disinherited two of them. You know, Okasik... That's hardball, man. Yeah. So Okasik did his stint with the cars, and, and they, they wrapped up Heartbeat City, and then I think they might have had one or two after that. And yes. then he went on and kind of did his own thing. He came out with, I think, three solo albums. Yeah. And one of those songs had some legs on it in terms of, like, it might have cracked the top 30 or I mean, something. I couldn't have told you what it was. I listened to it, and I didn't recognize it. Yeah. But... He went on and did a fair amount of production for other artists. Yep. This guy's production credits include Bad Brains, uh, Hole, Courtney Love's Band, yeah. Bad Religion, No Doubt, and he he was the producer, or at least one of the primary producers, on Weezer's Blue and Green albums. Yeah, the first three albums. Those are two massive, massive albums. Oh, yeah. they're big, And, and he also produced one of my favorites from that era that's little known, Not a Surf. The song "Popular," that's a great song. Oh, fuck you! <laughs> I don't. I don't, <laughs> do I don't remember that song. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, give we'll, us a little taste. Well, give us a little taste. <laughs> Why not? If you want to catch the biggest fish in your pond, you have to be as attractive as possible. Make sure to keep your hair spotless and clean. Wash it at least every two weeks. Once every two weeks. And if you see Johnny Football Hero in the hall, tell him he played a great game. Tell him he liked his article in the newspaper. You know, he was a big time producer at that point. So, you know, he's got an estate of of note. I just, I I didn't bother to go into the whole Poriskova, why he fucked her out of the will. I just know he did. But I also know that she just won like an injunction on that will. Like they've been battling it out for two. And she said, she's like, I know what I'm, I mean, she was a supermodel. Yeah. And she was, you know, in that relationship for 25 years. I mean, it, was, it wasn't just like a fly-by-nighter. No. Hey, you're the, the new flavor in town. I'll stick with you. She was at the goddamn Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with him. She was the one who Still discovered married. him dead. He had a uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had a heart attack or some sort of heart issue. Yeah. And she found right. him in heart their uh, New York penthouse. Yeah. All those yeah. buttery <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> Oh, shit. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's your number two? Uh, <laughs> it's all I can do. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, well, if you can't laugh at somebody else's death, really, what is the point? <laughs> what are we doing now? Your number two. My number two is, I, I, it really should have been my number. Oh, no. I, you know what? There was one more point I wanted to make on Drive. The best part of that song is the very last three or four seconds of that song. It's a great ending.
that's what I wait for. That's what I listen to that song for. I'm like, and I and I know it's coming, and it's just great. It's a great way to end a song. Yep, it's awesome. Yep. It's awesome. The other good thing about the cars is like they weren't wasteful with your time. Three minutes, three minutes, twenty seconds tops. Yeah, that was it. This is no La Vila Strangiato. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yo, um, so, so yeah, even like, you know, with, uh, like things like let's go and, um, uh, you know, all of their songs really, it's about three and a half minutes long and I'm like in and out, I'm out. Yeah. It's good stuff. No, it's excellent. But I, this one held the top spot for a long time, uh, for me. So my number two is since you're gone. Always love this song. Great tune. Always love this song. From the very time I saw it, the first time I heard it, I'm sure it was the video. The band is in a house and she's like, they're, they're making as if she's moving away and she's moving out. Of course, it's always a heartbreak kid, this Rico Cassock guy. But uh, I love the guitar in this one. It's just kind of plotting arpeggio and he just kind of, and then he rips into this awesome solo. It's yeah. just great. He's just fun. He's like the top, maybe the second best left-handed guitarist we have. I don't know where you come down on Tommy Iommi, but like he's fucking underrated for well, sure. Wasn't, wasn't Hendrix left-handed? I said second. Oh, I thought you were putting Tommy Iommi number no, one. I mean, you could put Tommy Iommi on number two, I suppose. But he's up there. He's in the team picture of left-handed guitarists. I like... Uh, Fuck you, you right-handed prick. <laughs> Since Your God is great. It's another great example of minimal keys adding impact to the song. Everything is minimal on this band. Yeah. Everything is minimal. Nobody's the, nobody's the hero or the star. I mean, that drummer, when they're doing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like... He went through bandmate by bandmate with their contributions. And his his comment to the drummer is like, and and Brad or Brian, what the fuck is his name? Dave. (laughs) Dave with your minimalist drumming. (laughs) It's like, ouch. That's quite a backhanded compliment. But yeah, everything is minimalist. Like even the guitar solo is very economic uh, with his notes, but that's a jazz player. Yeah, you know he's not a no babbler. He's, right, he's he's good, man. Right, right. The whole band is is good. It's tight. It's easy. It's simple. Yeah, as I as I looked at my list, four out of my six picks are sung by Benjamin Orr. Yeah, I think so. I got one, two. Yeah, I got the majority of them. I think. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, because Benjamin Orr was little known. I didn't know his name before we did this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Okasik held the spotlight. Everybody it's a, it's thought Okasik. Okasik. Okasik <laughs> held the spotlight and. You know, he did, which really which bizarre. is weird he because Benjamin Orr had like he was he could have been a Duran Duran. Yeah, he was a nice looking guy. Yeah, a handsome uh, man. Okasik was not. <laughs> Okasik had an Adam's apple like he swallowed a basketball. <laughs> it was incredible, and yeah. like that's the front man. It's like he's got a goiter. He's, like if you've seen their live performances, yeah. like I, like check out the the Live Aid performance they gave. I think they were in Philly when they did it. And they did the Heartbeat City, and like they picked like two of the shittiest songs to do off their in their catalog. But he's like his all legs. He's all legs. <laughs> All right, what's your most... Well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you my most hated since I've been leading these off. Mm. My most hated is Touch and Go. Oh, right there. I got it. Touch <laughs> and Go. I fucking hit. <laughs> oh, come on. What are we doing here? Touch and Go. 
his tonality is off. The keys during the verses are weird. What's with the odd Western guitar and the bass line? What the fuck are you doing? I mean, you can't. But I mean, even the chorus, it's touch and go. Oh, oh, oh. Come on. No, that was just it just fell flat and that's what I mean like when the cars get it wrong they really shit the bet and actually this was the only song I recognized off of Panorama that was the only one it was too. the only one yeah. and, and it sucked <laughs> it's a shit song it was fucking terrible <laughs> yeah uh, come on um, yeah Heartbeat City I can't stand that song Just, that, that's the, the first track on their comeback album after that shitty panorama. And that's the, the lead-out track of, like, Mutt Lang produced album. And it's just like, th- what the f- what is this? Oh, Jackie. Yeah, yeah, right? Oh, what Jackie. So? <laughs> because you look like a monster fucked an avocado. Like, that's what took so long. Get out of here with that. Like, I don't need him swooning. <laughs> I'm with you. That, that song never really did it for me either. <laughs> All right. Coolest four seconds. Uh, they got a lot. They do. They got a lot. And that's a good thing about the cars. And it's like they were different. They were really different. They were pushing, you know, they were just different. They were a different band, right? And they were, they were using different sounds. But everything was always at eye level for you. Right. For the audience. It was always accessible to Very you. much so. It wasn't right. that prog shit that you had to like, like you referenced La Via Strangiato. I mean, come on. You don't have to. I don't have to go through 12 minutes of. That, whatever that is. Oh, please, like, people, go through all 12 <laughs> minutes of it. You will thank me later. Wow. Jesus. But, I mean, it was always at eye level. It was, like, different, but I'm accessible to it. Like, I get it. Like, And I, and I, I know what good, good music is. It's always – so they're, they're a good band. I don't know if they're a great band. Like, they're not – They're an music, enjoyable band. Yeah, exactly. They're right? an enjoyable band. They're an entertaining band, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, I've got uh, the intro to Moving in Stereo. Of course. talk videos right no like movies uh, well as okasic moves back and forth between the left and right channels it's kind of it's kind of cool to hear on like headphones this may not translate to listeners of this pod because i think this thing gets funneled into a mono but any male our age thinks of the exact same movie scene when they hear this song phoebe cates phoebe cates mm. oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> what you got i was funny i was i played that song in the car for my 13 year old and when it moved channels he looked at me and he's like why is the song doing that and what's like, wrong with the stereo i'm like dude it's moving in stereo don't you get it and he looks at me and he's like no i don't get it <laughs> i could picture him saying that in that exact same tone oh my- too just listen to the fucking song. Dude. You might learn something. <laughs> you unappreciative Brad. <laughs> but that song takes a bad turn to the right. It does. Forty five seconds. Just the in. intro. Is it's all a I cool need. sounding intro. Yeah. It's really cool. And then when the drum kicks in, yeah. that's a cool. And then you're right. Yeah, Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. Yeah. That's all you need to know. 
just about every one of his uh, of Eastman's solos. The Shake It Up solo is fantastic. Like a really fast, like he, but he's he's really into the way it. Like he hits that. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. great. That's uh, that that solo. The Tonight she comes is another great solo. His his guitar work, I think it's he's the one that ties the band together. For me, it does yeah. because I'm I'm always waiting for like his shit. I'm listening for his shit because everything else going around is not really. It's very simple. Yeah, it's very simple. You, like like we All said right. before, you don't have any heroes sticking out in this band. And I yeah. agree. I think he's he's a really talented musician. I have the uh, transition from the bridge in "Hello Again," uh, leading into an awesome key solo. Like the okay. intro to Good Times Roll with the. That's really cool. Like when you know you're like, all right, I remember this song. I I, I know what I'm in for. Um, it's it's cool. It's not it's not overbearing. It's just like a really cool punctuation to the song. It's just cool. It's right. a cool little trick they did. Right. Uh, again, not a lot of bands were doing shit like that. And no. I can't remember a lot of bands doing what they like. He was doing like what's his name Hawk with the keys. Like he was really experimental with them, but he knew what he was doing. He was he was really good, but minimalist. Like, yeah, you couldn't oh, yeah. really fuck it up. Yeah. Just, but he had the right sound. He had just like this is what we want to hear, and so we got it. So yeah, I mean, I give it to them. They were doing shit that nobody else was doing. They were innovating things. Yeah, and they made really solid music. Can you go twenty deep on them? Probably not. Probably not. But it's close. Good. Yeah. yeah. Talking about like simplicity that has an impact in just what I needed during one of the, I think it's in one of the later verses, they shift the snare beat. They're playing the snare beat on the second and fourth beat of right. each measure. 
and they shift it to the first and third beat. And that's the only change they make. Everything else is the same. But it completely shifts the song yeah. for those few measures, yeah. and that goes back into hitting on the on the second and fourth beat. I don't mind you coming here And wasting all my time, time Cause when you're standing Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, Sisters of Mercy. You know, their greatest hits album is like 17 tracks. Two of them, I think, are Touch and Go and Heartbeat City. So like 15 songs, they're pretty good. Yeah. Like, I, I, I wouldn't turn them off. I agree. That's yeah. kind of where I fell to. I didn't add anything to a list, although I did add To Live and Die in L.A. by Wang Chung. That's hot. <laughs> All right, I've got a question for you. Eight inches. <laughs> we measure from the base, though. Of course. I don't know how you guys do it over here. <laughs> What's your question? All right. Steve Perry, better or worse uh, than Rick Ocasek? I think maybe Steve might get it here. Ooh. Yeah. I Steve gets so. his first upvote from yeah, Nick. I think so. Although, yeah, I don't the, the Rick Ocasek, Ocasek is, uh, you know... He just didn't belong singing those songs. He's a terrible singer. He's a terrible singer. He's terrible, but, right? But he fit what they were doing. He's like Getty Lee with Rush. Getty Lee with Rush is a terrible singer, but he fits the music. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, the cars made their sound was like dissonance. Yeah. You know? Slow and plodding, plodding or, or, you know, fast and tight. Or, you know, it's just, I guess so. But no, 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 no. Steve Perry's a much better singer I- than Ocasek. Was he a better singer than Orr? I like Orr's voice. I like Orr's voice. But Orr's voice is kind of... It's, it's pretty limited in range. Monotonal. Yeah. Like, you're only getting about three notes out of him. And he's not stretching into multi-octave range. <laughs> oh, no, not that you need that. All right, <laughs> we're, giving this, we're giving this one to you, Steve. I like... Yeah, I like... Yeah, Perry, fine. We'll give it to him. Uh, there's a couple of covers that are floating around out there for these guys that I thought were worth mentioning. The Smashing Pumpkins covered You're All I've Got Tonight. Yeah. Well, you can knock me. And it's a it's a good little cover. They do a good job. Yeah, he does. Corgan does a good job. Yeah, yeah. His voice is set for the cars. Yeah, <laughs> set to the cars tuning. Yeah, and and while we've been doing these podcasts, if I think about it, I always try to find like a heavy or a metal version of the band that we're doing. And sometimes I forget, or sometimes I look and I can't find anything. I found one here that was pretty good. It's kind of more like a Marilyn Manson style. The band is called Power Man. And they do let the good times roll. roll. 
it's it's a it's a fun little song <laughs> but uh wasn't it nirvana played um you're my best friend's girlfriend yeah at their last show yeah and i i found that as well the the audio isn't great mm-hmm. it, they didn't sound great novichelik looked like he wanted to be off making a sandwich somewhere and Grohl was just thumping away in the background <laughs> the it's all right none funny. of them look terribly inspired by it so if if i can find a decent enough clip i'll drop something in here Yeah, and they they won the the very first video of the year, the VM VMA Awards in 1984, which was a big boon for them. You know, it was the the you might think video, the that's real right. creepy stalker video yeah. that they made, which is funnier than hell. I mean, the video is funny. Yeah, I mean, it's all right, it's, but I mean, like, it's quite an accomplishment. You know, what before MTV aired, they actually went to the cars. Like, there was uh, just a, sp- a couple of bands that they would go to, and they're like, "Hey, we're doing this music video shit. Do you guys think that you'd be down for it?" And they're like. Sounds great for us. We're like, we're multi, you know, uh, faceted artists, and they were one of the first bands to get it together. Yeah, and you yeah. couldn't put that video out today. It was, you know, oh, you're it right. Was it's stalkery. revolutionary at the time, I guess. It looks a little clunky <laughs> it's, it's right a little, now. It's it a little creepy now, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it is. She's creepy. in the bathtub, and the periscope comes up with the sunglasses on. <laughs> and it's him. <laughs> and it's him. <laughs> it's not Benjamin Orr. It's him. <laughs> All right. Who's the MVP here? I'm giving it to Eastman. His guitar work is that's the thing that ties all those songs together for me. Okay. It's just I mean, he's a better musician than all of them combined. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. That's what I'm saying. I'm giving it to the keys, not to the keyboardist, right. but to the whole concept of the keyboards and the transition out of the Hammond organ and the piano and all the other stuff that you had pre-76. Yeah. And the ability to throw in simple key notes, long, extended, single keys. Like, they're not playing – he's not even playing chords for the most part. No, no, not at all. They definitely got a lot more out of that than Duran Duran did even. Duran Duran actually kind of used it as an instrument. But you're right. He's kind of like using it more like the like uh, the Beach Boys theraphone on, on uh, good vibrations. Where right. It's just like the tone that he's searching for through the song, and they made it work. Right. They, they, they made it work. Sold something like 25 million albums. That was a successful band. Yeah. Very successful. All right. How do you rank these guys? Skill. I got them at a three. The whole band is a three. I had, a, I had him at a 3.3. 3. Yeah. Eastman like carries a load for a lot of them. Eastman does Ocasek's writing. He writes a good song. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know right. that the lyrics are anything special. <laughs> all right. but the you, melodies are good. You know all these songs. Yes. The melodies, They're all catchy. Like, they There's could write a, lot, a melody. That's a lot of hooks. A yeah. lot of, uh, yeah, lot of yeah. stuff going on there. Yeah. Catalog? I gave him a two. Yeah. I, I, I was middle of the road. I was two, two five. I think I'd wrote, written here they had seven albums. Four of them were decent and two of them were really good. And then like three of them were just awful. Yeah. Or at least unrecognizable at not best. Not a lot. Not a lot there. No, no. Consider miss. Their, their greatest hits album is Bangers. Yeah. It's a, that's it. It's that's an all excellent you're album. Yeah. yeah. Image? I gave him the three. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. He, listen, he pulled a supermodel. I, mean, <laughs> I gave him a one seven. You know, I mean, I could see that. You certainly make an <laughs> argument for it. But I mean, like, 
They were they were like as you said at the earlier part of it. They were a seminal band of the eighties. Yeah, like they were inescapable. I, I agree with that. And he had he must have had a large wiener because <laughs> I don't know. He looked like an ostrich. Yeah, but how did that? We that was the thing that that happened. Like we what? Who? Her? And him? Oh yeah! You gotta be fucking kidding! It me. was the longest running joke in rock. Yeah. you know music, and yeah. it was proof that rock and roll stars can get just about anybody they want. Because holy cow, she was attractive. He must have had some sweet pillow talk. <laughs> Electric. Loose. Oh, man. All right. Well, that pretty well wraps us up for this episode. I think we're done with the cars. I think we've uh, we've beat this horse. <laughs> nice, light, shorter episode for you folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, please reach out to us if you guys have any further suggestions. We've got our own sort of list that we're playing off of, and uh, we'll continue to do so. But when a request comes in, it's always kind of fun to say, sure, let's go in that direction. So keep it up. Yeah, for sure. All right. We'll be back at you here in about a month. Thank you. 